It's May the 13th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. I hope you have enjoyed uh, these daily Bible readings. We hear from people across America, around the world. So many people have joined us everywhere Marlene and I go. We traveled recently to Word of Life, Florida, spent a couple of weeks down there at the conference, then at the Bible Institute. Had a wonderful time, by the way, but everywhere we went, almost every day, we ran into someone who has been watching these daily Bible readings. So we welcome you. If you're brand new, thank you for joining us. Let me remind you, you can go to keepbelieving.com and you can download the daily Bible reading schedule. It's arranged by days. It's arranged by months. And so you can follow along. You can see where we've been, where we are, and where we are going. Hey, let me remind you, coming up on Tuesday, May the 30th, is our monthly questions and answers Q&A with Pastor Ray. That's Tuesday, May the 30th, a Q&A with Pastor Ray, 7 p.m. Central Time. That's going to be live right here in my office at our home in Shawnee, Kansas. Uh, I'm going to be taking Bible questions that you turn in, uh, Bible questions especially about the books of the Bible we have covered during the month of May. You know, we started that in February, and then March, and then April, and now we're doing it in the month of May. So if you've got a question, especially priority will be given to questions about the May Bible reading. Uh, so maybe you found a verse and you just don't understand it. You'd like to hear more from me about it. You can submit a question on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, just in the comments, write your question, or send me a question by email, ray at keepbelieving.com. I will try to answer all your Bible questions Tuesday, May the 30th, 7 p.m. Central Time, Q&A with Pastor Ray. Now, we are back in the book of Psalms during these days. We're reading together. Uh, we started yesterday, Psalm 46. We're going to read on through uh, Psalm 60. Today, Psalm 49, 50, and 51. About Psalm 49, let me just say that if you take the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, and you wanted to scrunch it down just to one psalm, this would be it. Psalm 49 reminds me a lot of the book of Ecclesiastes because it reminds us of the futility of life apart from God. So let's read Psalm 49. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that wise men die. The foolish and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. But man, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, 
They are destined for the grave, and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases, for he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. Though while he lived, he counted himself blessed. And men praise you when you prosper. He will join the generation of his fathers who will never see the light of life. A man who has riches without understanding is like the beasts that perish. It's not wrong to have wealth, but wealth without God means you're going to die like the beasts of the field. So, Lord, with our riches, give us understanding. Help us to know you better. Psalm 50, the psalm of Asaph. This psalm is a warning to religious people who think their religiosity is enough. So, all you church folks, that's me, let's pay attention. The mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets from Zion, perfect in beauty. God shines forth. Our God comes and will not be silent. A fire devours before him, and around him a tempest rages. He summons the heavens above and the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my consecrated ones who make a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are ever before me. I have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. But to the wicked, God says, what right have, have you to recite my laws or to take my covenant on your lips? You hate my instruction and cast my words behind you. When you see a thief, you join him. You throw in your lot with adulterers. You use your mouth for evil and harness your tongue to deceit. You speak continually against your brother and slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept silent. You thought I was altogether like you, but I will rebuke you and accuse you to your face. Consider this, you who forget God, where I will tear you to pieces with none to rescue. He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me, and he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Let us not think somehow we gain merit by what we do anymore in the Old Testament, that they gain merit by the blood of bulls and goats. The blood of bulls and goats were meant to point on to the ultimate sacrifice, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank offering. That is from the heart that knows that salvation is of the Lord. That says, Lord, you have done everything for me, and I offer you this 
not in order to, but because of all your blessings. Psalm 51. Mm. This one we know. Now, this one, we're going to get down the road. It's not too far now, but later this year, we're going to come to the book of Romans, and we're going to see how verse 4 is going to be quoted in Romans chapter 3 when, when Paul makes his great argument for the universal sinfulness of the human race. Psalm 51, let me read you the superscription for the director of music, Psalm David. When the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba, he told that story Nathan did. The king said, whoever did this, he shall pay the full price. And he pointed that finger, thou art the man. And David now realizes his great sin, the sin of adultery, the sin of murder. What a fool he had been. What a fool. Psalm 51. The psalm of a man broken by his own sin and now coming back to God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before you against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And here's the verse Paul's going to quote. So that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity create in me. A pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant to me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, God who saves me. And my tongue will sing of your righteousness, O Lord. Open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, for I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise in your good pleasure. Make Zion prosper. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Now, verse 4. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is right in your sight. David is saying, yes, he's not denying that he sinned against Bathsheba and against Uriah. He's not denying he sinned against other people and he, and he broke the promise that he made when he became the king. Yes, his sin was great against other people, but ultimately our sin is rebellion against God, is transgression against God. It's iniquity in the sight of God. 
We will never be right with God as long as we think our real guilt is toward other people. Our real guilt is in the sight of a holy God. David understands the grace of God. He understands that if God does not forgive him, he will never be forgiven. But he says, Lord, if you'll forgive me, my mouth will declare your praise, and I won't be ashamed to declare what you have done. I'll tell what I did, and I'll tell how you forgave me, and many will turn to you. So does God take the brokenness and iniquity of man, and through his grace, he transforms it, he forgives it, he covers it. And uh, so sinners who are forgiven, they go and declare God's forgiveness, and what a difference it makes. Thank God for his mercy and for his grace and for his kindness. Thank God that he forgives sin. Because if he didn't, none of us could make it through another day. Our guilt is real, but so is God's forgiveness. Where sin abounded, where sin was added, grace superabounded. Sin is added, but grace is multiplied. Thank God for his grace. We have been forgiven through the blood of Jesus. Don't be afraid to be honest with God. Don't be afraid to confess your sins because he will abundantly pardon. He did it for David. He'll do it for you. Go out as forgiven sinners. Rejoice in the grace of God. Go out and have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. God bless.